What? Oh, oh. Shout. One second, please. Hi, and thanks for tuning in to episode 30 of Designated Driver. Wow. The podcast about the work and mystique of Adam Driver. I'm Liz. I'm Aaliyah. And today we're going to go back to Girls, Girls Season 4. You're shaking your head, Aaliyah, because you didn't watch it. No, no, I did watch it. <laughs> you I... watched, did you watch everything? Okay, I, I didn't watch the last two episodes. I stayed oh, okay. up until 12.30 last night. Oh, that's And really I got late, up at yeah. 8 a.m. this morning. Okay. And I blasted through most of it. I ask nothing more of you. Well, we'll go through episode one through eight. I think we should do kind of a general arc recap. And I don't know if we have to go through. I just think sometimes we get too in the weeds with each episode and we could, we can like zip through them and just comment because there's a lot of good Adam Driver in this. But before we do, I feel like we do have some news. Yeah, we have a lot of news. Let's talk. Let's talk Adam Driver news. Okay. So my one update is that a lot of pictures of Adam Driver have been popping off on Twitter in his new movie where he's playing that Ferrari guy. Oh, really? Yeah, I I sent you some. What? I did. Okay. I guess I didn't click into it. Maybe I just saw one. Oh, wait. Was that when he was an old man? I just assumed that was from White Noise. He's in the old man part. Of his career. I think Brad Pitt had one. Benjamin yeah, I Button. think you're right. I like think you're a, right. A time in your career as an actor where like you had to play a lot of old men and you get the makeup and right. they make you look 80 years old. He's playing Enzo Ferrari and okay, this is going to kill you. He's he's playing a 47-year-old man. I just... Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that guy yeah. is supposed to be 47. Yeah. That's funny. Let, let me see him again. Okay. I'll just, full disclosure, I'm 49. Yeah, he could be 47. Yeah, it's not too bad. He just has gray slash white hair. Yeah, but like he's, I actually think when I texted it to you, you texted back Silver Fox, and I agree. No, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so he's a 47-year-old, quote, old man. Okay, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, he's like our age like not in, in real between. life. I mean, in real life, no. he's 39. In those characters. Yeah. But then we can imagine, like, if he was a Gen Xer. Mm-hmm. And we, like, had all the, the same things in common. We could hang out and know what to talk about. You sent me an article about white noise. Yep. White noise is failing to generate Oscar buzz. And that makes sense because Noah Baumbach and stuff. I mean, he's a known quantity and he is like a solid director and writer. His movies are good, but he's not new. And I think he's not going to make people too excited. You kind of know what you're going to get. His audience, like his fans are going to watch the movie. And if you're not a fan or just not aware, you won't. So it's not anything that's going to catch fire in the same way as like something new and different. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think Adam Driver probably cares about that. He seems to, you know, he just wants to work with certain directors. Getting nominated for things, there's just so much luck involved. And, like, you hit on something at the right time that's part of the zeitgeist. And it's exciting and new. So I think it would be a good direction for him to move on to doing some more newer vibe projects <laughs> i mean he's worked with so many old directors if you got a, a choice between a scorsese movie and you know that girl who directed not drowning but waving 
mm-hmm. <laughs> or just someone new, a woman, someone exciting. How about Jordan Peele? Mm-hmm. Like one of his movies. So yeah, that's what the article was, was about. Greta Gerwig, though, they're going to put her up for an actress nomination. Okay, cool, cool. But I completely agree with everything you say. I would really like for him to work with a woman director again. I think that would be great. Yeah, I hate it when like male actors like get so male oriented, like Tom Cruise. So we've talked about this before. Like he was doing different types of movies, and then he was on Oprah and Express, showed his personality, and then like everyone was like, "Oh, so he's a crazy person." And then like he locked down. I don't know where he was at in his Scientology journey, but he just became like less public and only did man action movies since then. Just don't want Adam Driver to get into like only man movies, especially like starting out in girls and stuff. And, you know, we like how women, quote, use him as an actor, you know, or they just see a different yes. side of him. And it's it's good. Sidebar. Someone tried to talk about sports to Peter, and he doesn't know about sports. And so he's just like, uh, you know. Did he say, oh, fuck. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Back to girls. Was that in season four? Or no, that no, was not it's in an season earlier four. season. Yeah, but when like. So good. He, with his new girlfriend, has to go to like a bridal wedding related party. Yeah. And. Some guy's like, oh, we're having to miss some game. And he's like, fuck. Like, he just says it way too loud. I thought that was, that's a great Adam Driver moment. Absolutely. Um, obviously didn't know what the guy was talking about. It was just acting. He was like double acting. You know, his character was acting. So is that it for the Adam Driver news? So there's like New York Film Festival. Mm-hmm. White Noise was in, that's why. Mm-hmm. So Venice has seen White Noise. And New York has seen white noise. Next, St. Paul. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and so we promised that this episode was going to be about white noise. But it's not because now it's not going to be available on Netflix until December 30th. This is way pushed back, right? Was it pushed back or are we just wrong about the dates? I don't know. I still am holding out hope that we are somehow going to be able to see it soon. So, Adam Driver, if you're listening, well, geez, it's like mid-November now. It's Why? October. Oh, for, for that's what the, I mean, mid-October. Uh huh. Why don't I know what month it is? I don't. I don't know. The months have stayed the same your whole life. <laughs> yeah. So I think not a call out. I'm not calling you out. No, I just am holding out hope that we're going to be able to talk about it soon. Yeah, so it's going to have a then limited theatrical release in November, which probably won't mean us. Should we take a road trip to Chicago? We could take a road trip. I never want to drive to Chicago, but we could get ourselves there. I could drive to Chicago. I'm kind of scared to drive in That's Chicago. what I, yeah, same. I'm not good at driving like over six lanes no, on a highway. No, it freaks me out. And it happens here now too that 35 has opened up. If you're coming from the western suburbs, which we do a lot, and then you have to... What are you doing out there? (laughs) Peter's parents live out there. Oh, yeah. And we're always driving around for the sign shop to, like, St. Cloud. And so my favorite exit is blocked off to take Hiawatha and then get off on Cedar to our house. This is like an episode of The Californians. I know. I'm sorry. No, (laughs) no, I'm here for it. But I don't know. Maybe our 26 listeners can handle it. 
So now we're here with some hot driving tips for you. <laughs> on 94, you have to get on 35 South. And then cross, like immediately cross six lanes to exit right away on 35th Street. I can't do it with the trailer. And I rely on my husband. He lived in California for 11 years, so he's uh, good at driving in like a lot of traffic. I don't think driving's one of my top skills. I hate driving. <laughs> I got pretty good at it when I had to commute one hour each way. And so like a one hour drive to me is like a really good amount. I'm like, okay, I can settle in, listen to my jams on my playlist, and it's fun. Heavy traffic is pretty stressful. A lot of merging. It's hard on your neck. Back to, had we started talking about girls season four? Why no, did, we what? were talking about how oh, we're going to get white Road tripping soon. to Chicago. Oh, yeah, we're going to road trip to Chicago. Or we could try it. Joel is going to acquire it for us. Or Adam Driver, if you're listening, we have done 30 episodes about you. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't yeah. send us a screener? Yeah. Yeah, we should try to get a screener. Yes. I guess we should be contacting his agent. Don't you know someone who knows... The cat that looks like Adam Driver? That's right. I did say that. My sister-in-law, I think, knows the person who had the Adam Driver cat. Do you think the cat has <laughs> screener copies? <laughs> I really want to see this in the movie theater because I want to experience the credits without getting stressed that I'm going to miss them by hitting the wrong button. I but know. Then that's that means really waiting. Like affecting you. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the Apple remote. You know what I hate I, about it? Do you have an Apple TV? No, but I think you've talked about this on our last two this is podcasts. A new, this is a new thing. Okay. I haven't shared. Okay. I'm not new to hating it, this part of it. Apple TV remote, there's no right side up. Like when you feel it, you can't tell if it's right side up or backwards because it's just a flat. So you rectangle. have to look at it with your eyes? Is yeah, that what you're telling me? But you're me? looking at the TV. So, like, if you pick it up upside down, and then I'll, like, be pressing the button to stop and start, which is just a, a square area on the top. I'm like, nothing's happening. It's because it's upside down, but you can't feel any different because you're not, like, pressing a button. I think that's terrible. And it's way too small. Like, it's way too easy to lose. It's smaller than, what is it, the same size of? A very, <laughs> like, a four-inch Like ruler. a lighter? I mean, but it's so much skinnier than a lighter. It's like a four-inch ruler. Like a thumb drive? <laughs> it's bigger than a thumb drive, but it's also, it's longer, but it's skinnier. It's like a piece of paper. <laughs> you know what my friends like in college used to say? like four or five pieces say, of paper, the width of it. Or they used to say, smaller than a bread box, bigger than a baby's arm. That was their fate. They thought that was hilarious. Who, your college friends? Yeah. That sounds like something like someone 80 years old would say. But baby's why arm is a they... funny, isn't that a funny? And also aren't bread boxes about the size? I don't know why, but th I, that's what I always think when people are trying to think of size comparisons. Is it because you played a lot of charades or or like no. why? How would this come up? I don't like know. where you need to, I mean, well, this is smaller than a bread box and smaller than a baby's arm. Mm -hmm. Yep. So it's not really a good scale. It's like the size of my iPhone, which is a mini but it's skinnier. Look, he's know. on that side now. My husband's doing yard work. We're really getting nice. expensive yard work done tomorrow. This is not relevant to the podcast, but 
I'm really excited. Yeah, this is big. They're digging up all the shitty looking. Maybe you've noticed our front yard looks like shit. They're digging up all of the plants and putting in new plants in a nice way. And they're putting an edge around it. Lovely. This is going to be great. I always say our backyard looks like District 12, Hmm. which I think is in Hunger Games, right? I don't know. A friend of ours started this because in the springtime in Minnesota, like all the yards look really scary looking. Like there's no, everything's brown and dead. But when the snow goes away, it just looks really bad. But there's so many things. You're like Station 11. And there's a movie called District 9 that I think was like a, it was like a sci-fi movie out a long time ago. So I can never remember the number, but I think it's District 12. So that's what I think of our yard. It just... I think it's a good pollinator yard, though, now. I mean, you're supposed to just have it really wild and crazy. But we had this, uh, did I ever tell you about the, like, haunted milkweed that we had? No. This is, a like, a good Halloween story. We're in Halloween. (laughs) Well, you're supposed to have milkweeds because monarch butterflies like to put their eggs on them. I thought they ate them. (laughs) I don't know what they do. I thought they laid their eggs. I thought it was butterfly food. Underneath them. Maybe both. Because you, if you like look under the leaves, sometimes you can see see the butterfly larva growing. I don't know. If you get a milkweed, don't it's don't pull it out. Leave it in your yard. But by our driveway, there's these two milkweeds that were always covered with flies and wasps. We had to like get into the car, open the car door, and like right by all these wasps. And flies. No bees, because everyone likes bees, but I guess flies and wasps are pollinators too, even though they're gross and they bite you or sting you. And the milkweed was like, had all these black spots on it, looked really unhealthy. And we wanted to like pull it out, but it was always covered in wasps and flies. And it looked like the Amityville Horror. There was a priest. He went to the Amityville Horror house and then he got sort of like tormented by evil spirits and one thing was like flies or there was something about flies like swarms of flies anyway it was really spooky what happened to it i don't know i think they went away now but it's not a good looking plant i'll tell you that much it's very gross big milkweed with a lot of black spots on it i think that when there's a hard freeze you should go out there and pull it okay you think it's like we just watched poisoned I don't know. Okay, I do know because I told you about my favorite television show, Gogglebox, that Mm -hmm. no one in America watches. But you should all watch it and I will steal it. I mean, I will put it on a thumb drive for you. Yeah, you gave me a thumb drive. And And you didn't watch it. I know because what does that mean? I have to watch it on my computer? I don't really. I think so. I'm probably not going to do that then though because it seems like I believe you. It's the best show but so, I haven't watched it yet you know the premise is that you go into all of these people's homes and you watch TV with them and you hear them commenting on the TV so they watch like a digest of TV shows every week and last week they watched this idiotic show where like people are ghost hunters you know mm-hmm. and they went into this one house where the house said it was haunted And one of the clues, well, like the people who live there, (laughs) one of the clues was that this kid had a fly on her lamp. (laughs) And so they did this research and they found that there's some kind of demon that indicates its presence with flies. Oh, well, like Mike Pence in that debate. I believe that now. That was a demon indicating this guy pretends to be religious, but he's a demon. 
I'm going to say something that is going to be controversial. I feel sort of sorry for Mike Pence. Yeah, I mean, Mike Pence did the right thing with the insurrection. Yeah. He definitely did. And he finally got back at Trump, who was like so shitty to him the entire time. It's tricky to like give someone too much credit for just following the law. Right. And I'm sure he it's not that he probably did it for any good reason. He just did it because he knew it was would be illegal. Yeah. So. I mean, he's I guess what I'm saying is I think he's too milk toast to be a demon. But the maybe fly that, thing, maybe that is the hallmark of a, some demons. Yeah, the They're whole family like, was like, stand oh. up for good. Mm-hmm. They go along with bad. But I feel bad no, for him too because just, like people were like, "Hang Mike Pence," and Trump was, Trump was like, "Yeah, obviously he should not be loyal to that guy who tried to kill him." That's politics in America. <laughs> yes, and if you see a fly on your lamp, you might have a demon. Okay, yeah, back to so the fly on the lamp. So that's why you should get rid of the milkweed so it was haunted it might be a it demon. was haunted yeah i it's think you should go out yeah. there and pull it up as soon as there's a hard freeze and then what do i have to do burn it in combination with sage yeah for sure probably so what else about this show the ghost show well they just watch segments of it and most of the time when they do those stupid it's usually when they watch like dumb american cable shows that the people completely lose their minds because they're so stupid they think they're funny yeah 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 it's funny. Ghost Hunter show. I mean, if it's a show or something on YouTube, you just know it's fake. It's so easy to fake things. Right. They always have that night sight lighting yeah, where yeah. everything looks like blue. Yeah. I think one time I was looking up on YouTube with the girls, a real ghost or something. And the number one video was it was obviously a person dressed up like walking <laughs> in a like in a ditch with a chain. I don't, it was just so fake. Like, is that really the best one? They had one where the ghost hunters were sitting in the kitchen. And one of them was like, I feel a draft. And then they had, it was like, you could see them all sitting at the table. And then one of the cabinets opened like a quarter and an inch and then closed again. And they were like, someone opened the cabinet. <laughs> and uh, anyway, and uh, and they were like, What? <laughs> And that was the whole show. <laughs> you have to wait through so many segments till the big finale, which mm -hmm. is the cabinet. Yeah, it like yeah. opened a quarter of an inch for a second. Well, I mean, there's no way they could fake that. That's no. impossible. It was definitely With today's technology. Yeah, yeah it was. <laughs> so that was real for sure. Definitely a, an otherworldly force. I think that'd be really fun to work on a show like that, coming up with some effects. But it's kind of weird to pretend it's real. As I a think show. That I mean, the is, people, is someone that, has to believe that, that it actually is weird. Oh, yeah. No, they definitely do. Like the presenters have to believe themselves because otherwise who's going to believe them? I mean, we say like, oh, if it's on TV, like it's fine if it's fake. But people then really do believe stuff. Is it okay to just present something as true on they TV? They probably have some disclaimer at the beginning. This is fake. But yeah. no one really reads Or like it. this is for entertainment purposes only or something yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, you know. Yeah. But they make it seem like it's real. Yeah. Anyway. So Adam DeRiver in Girls Season 4. Okay. So do you want to do a little like intro to girls? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm so tired. I didn't sleep very well last night because I think oh, no. I was thinking about girls. Have I talked about the term sleep architecture to you? Well, yes. <laughs> of course I have. I've moved on from sleep hygiene into sleep architecture. Right. 
I remember after the week of Liz, you had to rebuild it. That's right. I have been rebuilding it. And yesterday, there was a 40th birthday party of someone we know. And we went to the roller skating part of it. Then there was like the next part was at East Lake Brewery to have food and drinks. But I was tired of crowds because of going to a wedding on Friday. And also, like, I drank wine there. So my, my sleep architecture was already shot. So I went home. And didn't drink, and then, yeah, so I slept well. But I feel I feel for you that you didn't sleep. Trying to watch girls cram it in. Well, this is what happened to me. Sleep architecture. This is not interesting at all. But actually, it was really exciting. Chet went to a kid's birthday party yesterday. It was four blocks down, uh-huh. 16th. And I was like, I am a different person because I had never met this person before. But there was like four blocks down. I walked Chet over there. I hung out for like five minutes, talked to the parents. It was sunny outside. Then I went into the kid's room. I was like, you good, Chet? Chet was like, yes. I said, should I pick up Chet in a couple hours? And she was like, well, the party's still six. We're going to feed Chet dinner. And I was like, okay. So I just left. Drop off party. It was so great. And it was four hours. Mm -hmm. So then I went for a walk. And then I was like, Joel, it's beautiful outside. Let's go somewhere and have like a pitcher on a patio, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So we went to Northbound, and I was having so much fun. I drank three beers, and then I fell asleep on the couch, and I had to make Joel go pick up Chet from the party. And I, like, slept hard for, like, an hour and a half, and it was great. And then I woke up, and I gave Chet a bath, and then I couldn't get back to sleep when it was actually my bedtime. So then I watched Mm -hmm. Girls until 1230, and then I really couldn't sleep. So tired. Getting old sucks. Yeah, it kind of does. We're in the caffeine zone now, but yeah, but you're in a deficit. I am. You can't get in the caffeine zone because you're too tired. Yeah. Okay, but I can give a recap. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, one other thing, though. I do want to say, I'm really excited about the new movie that Lena Dunham... Yes, me too. ...directed. Catherine Not Birdie, I think is what it's called. It's from some old, like, medieval story. I think it sounds darling, and I'm happy about that. I'm happy for everyone involved. She's coming back from cancellation. She is. And then she'll probably work on things where she's not the spotlight. I think that's good. But she's behind the scenes. Yeah. That's where her career is at. But she seems happy. Mm Mm-hmm. So. stay off social media, do her projects, and have a great life. Yeah. Be the next Judd Apatow. Yes. Another movie I'm excited about is Bros, produced by Judd Apatow, the gay rom-com with Billy. Oh, the first gay rom-com. Billy on the Street. I mean, is it? But I don't know. That's how I hear hear it. That's what everyone says. Yeah. I'm excited about it. Oh, I just we have read so about many it. Movies to see. I just read about it because there was some other movie that was like more popular than it that opened on the same week. So there was an article about this movie. Surprisingly, did really good, better than Bros. What movie was that? I don't know. I want to see Bros. Yeah, I'll see Bros. And Catherine, not Birdie, or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, that seems like a cool story. Mm-hmm. Is it medieval? Mm-hmm. That's gonna be cool. Mm-hmm. Lena Dunham, Phase Two. Don't count her out. Yeah, she's still in. She's going to be doing stuff. Okay, okay so season girls. four is just everybody's still figuring their shit out. And the big difference is that Hannah goes to Iowa. And so everybody else is kind of continuing their lives in New York City. And it's kind of job focused with some romance. Yeah, so. And lots of great actors who we see everywhere now i kept like bam 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 looking them up so you're gonna have to be the one who knows 
Oh, this is fresh in your mind because I, I think I watched it like three or four months ago. Oh, God. <laughs> and I didn't rewatch. I read, I read the synopsis, but I remember key moments about it. But I kind of want, I remember Adam Driver having a different vibe in this season. Mm, he's cute. Yeah, he's kind of like more chill. No goatee, thank God. And is his hair a little bit shorter? Yes, he's it's kind cute. Of, it's really cute, and he's very fit. So he must have been like getting ready for Star Wars or something, because yeah. he's he's clean shaven. His hair is like that perfect mid length, you mm-hmm. know, that covers his ears, but it's still short, and he's very fit. Le- Hannah leaves him. They don't break up, but she goes to go to grad school in Iowa. Yes. The first episode, they're in New York. He's helping her pack everything up. He goes out to dinner with her and her family, and then her family drives her to New York, and she leaves Adam Driver. And the last scene, you see him looking out the window of the apartment down mm-hmm, at her, mm-hmm. but he doesn't say goodbye. Oh, yeah, like she wakes up in the morning and he's still asleep? Yep, and she goes in to say goodbye, but then she kind of whispers and walks out, and then... When she walks out, he opens his eyes. So you, you can see pretending. that he's awake, but yeah, he's pretending. That's one of your, uh, the example of like the immaturity. Remember when, I don't, you, when you said like their immaturity protects them? I don't that think sticks I in said my mind. that. Or just like not being able to face like actually saying a real goodbye or they mm-hmm. actually didn't talk about what their plan was for their relationship. They're mm-hmm. just like, let's see what happens, which maybe is works out in some cases, but it's almost by default breaking up. Yeah, there is a part where she's like, do you want to go over the plan again? And he's like, there is no plan. Well, when you're young. But like, how can you be mature? I mean, I don't, I think if you were 50 or you were 20. You think if you were 50, you'd let someone leave without actually saying goodbye? I wouldn't. I don't think so. I would. You would? You would not say goodbye? What's the point? Because. Why are you saying goodbye? You have to say goodbye because one of the people might die and then like you never say goodbye. (laughs) Is that That mature? Well, I think it's life experience where the older you get, people in your life have died and like you always have to say goodbye and then say I love you in case one of the people dies, then you didn't like not say goodbye. But what does it matter if you say goodbye or not? Like the person knows how you feel about them and you don't know what's going to happen. I don't think that is maturity. I don't think you need to say goodbye. You don't think you need to say goodbye. I mean, not in I'm that for... situation where their relationship is totally unresolved and they don't know what's going to happen. Because they're going to talk again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I would say goodbye. Like maybe if I would have been younger. I mean, I'm all for like leaving a party without saying goodbye. You know, just like the Irish goodbye. The Irish goodbye. But <clears throat> I think say say the goodbye. See, I feel. I don't want to get stuck on this, but I feel that when you say goodbye at a party, you're saying goodbye because you're saying thank you for hosting me and including me in this fun. So to me, that's a thing where you're acknowledging the host. Yeah. So I think that's actually more important than saying goodbye to someone that you have a completely unresolved relationship with. That's moving away. Yeah. Mm. We'll agree to disagree on that one. Mm-hmm. Reasonable people can disagree on mm-hmm. <laughs> if you should pretend yeah. to be asleep but I instead think, of saying goodbye. I do think the implication in this scene is that, and it kind of shows up later, is that he's actually kind of relieved because their relationship is so rocky and they've been through so many iterations of it. To me, it seems like 
It's a- avoiding an emotional situation. Like if you can't deal with the goodbye because you're probably going to cry and it's going to be sad and like facing that something. But instead he avoids that emotional situation by just mm-hmm. pretending to be asleep. So anyway, now we've covered like the first minute of the, yep. <laughs> of the season. Yep. So Hannah goes off to Iowa. The first two or three episodes spend a lot of time with her in Iowa, and we can get to that in a little bit. But there's other story arcs that happen. Um, we don't see a lot of Adam in those first few episodes. Because she's in Iowa. When she's yeah, in he's Iowa. he's like a Skype call or yeah. whatever. He's not even a Skype call. He's not, I don't he's think not they even, even in have them. a call. He's not in the episode. He's okay. just not in them. But we do see her connecting with Marnie. Marnie's a total shit show, but we'll get to that in a moment. We see Jessa kind of figuring her stuff out. She's still taking care of Beattie, the older woman played by Louise Lasser, who's mm-hmm. just great. I looked her up. Did we talk about this before that she was Mary Hartman? And Woody Allen's second wife, I think. I think first wife, possibly. Maybe, yeah. So we see her, and then Shoshana graduates from college finally, and there's some fun little hijinks with that, and she's kind of trying to figure out her career path. And then Elijah pops up pretty early on because Hannah is sad, and so he goes to stay with her in Iowa for a little while. He saves those episodes because he shows up and just kind of lives with her. And it's funny, it's like that movie with Luke Wilson where he's like, goes to college again and then he's like in a frat like if an adult goes to undergrad but they're like good at being an adult I mean not that Elijah's as adult but he's older so he's sort of so as a New Yorker and he's older goes to Iowa and sort of like takes over yes (laughs) he's like I was practically running that JCPenney or whatever yeah just he's just like is in all the stuff he's he was gonna like run for office yeah that was really funny in the meantime, Hannah's just like totally fucking up her MFA yes. program. She realizes that she wanted to go to college again to be an undergrad again. She didn't want to go to grad school and sit around at a table with 10 or like seven obnoxious people. And I mean, she ends up being the most obnoxious She's the one worst. of all. But... Yeah, yeah. She yeah. has one class a week. Yep. It was pretty unstructured. Yeah, so that's kind of sets everything up with all of the main characters, I think. And we see it just a lot of great little actors kind of sprinkled in there. So I want to talk about Iowa a little bit, but then I do want to say that then Hannah comes back and really the arc of the rest of the season is kind of her coming to terms with the end of her relationship with Adam, I think. Because then Adam's back in right away. Yeah, he never stays right out away. for very no. long. Okay, but I do want to talk about Iowa a little bit okay. because... Because you went to college in Iowa. Because I went to college in Iowa, so now I must force you to listen to all of my stories about Iowa. But okay. I'll keep them short. I've got all day. Okay. Not really, but... Not really. So I loved all the establishing shots of Iowa, the first episode where they've got the cornfields, they've got kind of the junked out antique car, they've got the sunsets. Iowa is beautiful it really is so pretty and pastoral and the sunsets are lovely and it's hilly and it has this idyllic quality and I think they really nail it in the beginning but I looked it up and they filmed all of those episodes in Ditmas Park in Brooklyn so I don't know how they did that they must have they must have gotten the cornfields from somewhere else but I thought it was like maybe Michigan or I remember reading that they filmed it somewhere 
Yeah, that it was in Iowa Park, Brooklyn. I looked None it up it last in... night when I was watching it. Yeah. Oh, crazy. I mean, I grew up, I don't know, 45 minutes from Iowa. I grew up in those cornfields and all that stuff. I didn't realize it was pretty until later because it was just like, oh, you know, where you grow up. Yeah, I think it's pretty. No, it is pretty now, especially when I drive, still drive to southern Minnesota. Big sky. It's the prairie with fields and trees and like wildflowers and stuff. It is beautiful. And it did look like Iowa City to me. And one of my favorite, actually, it wasn't my favorite. So there was this little running joke that Hannah has this bicycle and she has to ride the bicycle everywhere to class and stuff. And the first episode she's there, this woman comes out and she's like, you don't have to lock your bike. It's Iowa. She's like, really? Like, I don't. And she's like, it's Iowa. And then her bike keeps getting stolen. So my story is that when I was at Grinnell, no one locked their bike. In fact, no one even locked their door. Like there's an episode where she gets a bat in her house and the door locks behind her when she runs out. I'd never even had a key when I was at Grinnell. Like I just, no one locked their doors. No one locked their bikes. It was great. People used to leave their, you probably in Blooming Prairie, this happened maybe, I don't know. People would go to like the grocery store and leave their cars on. They would leave their keys in the car and like go in and get something. Growing up, I don't remember the house ever being locked and we didn't have bike locks, but I don't know if now. I know. I don't know if it's like that now. I don't know. Now I'm the most afraid of the country because I feel like murderers and stuff could, are definitely in the country, but Mm -hmm. we're like no one is there to hear you scream. Mm-hmm. So I feel like more safe in the city. Or I did. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I've only ever really lived in the city except for when I went to college. So I I just remember thinking, wow, this is so great. You don't have to lock up your bikes. So one time when I was a senior in college, I borrowed, I took my roommate's bike. Stumpy was the name of the bike because it was kind of old and rickety. Like the tires weren't completely round. I had a horrible hangover. And I had to go to this music. Have I told you this story before? Mm -mm. I had to go to this music recital because I had to get, I was taking an extra credit so I could graduate early. I was taking guitar and I was not a good student at all. And my guitar teacher said, you have to go to this guitar recital because I hadn't been practicing or doing anything else. And she's like, you got to go to this guitar recital. It's part of your credit. It's how you're going to get this credit. So I had a horrible hangover, but I was like, got to go to this guitar recital. So I got up. Even though Grinnell's whole campus is like two blocks, I was like, I can't walk, too sick, going to take my roommate's bike. So I drove across campus on her bike. I got there. I saw my philosophy teacher who who was like, like Uncle Leo on Seinfeld. Like he always like, Aaliyah, hello. And so I was like, oh, hello. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm going to throw up. And I, I ran into the bathroom and the bathroom was under construction. And then I had to find another bathroom. So I was late for the guitar recital. But I saw my teacher, like I made eye contact with her. She saw that I was there. I was like, okay, done. Somehow I like endured the guitar recital. I finished, got back outside Stumpy was gone. Really? Yes. So then I had to walk home. I was so sick. I thought I was going to die. I got home. My roommate loved this bike. And I was like, oh, my God, I have to tell my roommate that I lost her bike. She was really upset. Anyway, it turned out that I hadn't lost it. Another friend of ours had taken it. 
he had to go somewhere and he saw the bike and he was like, oh, that's Leslie's bike. I'm just going to take it. He returned it the next day. Yeah, because who would steal Stumpy, a bike that has oval tires? That that makes no sense. I know. Yeah, I think part of the bike getting stolen, but maybe the first time it was an accident, but it seemed like it was hazing in the end because like she alienated her yeah, maybe. people in her program so much. Because in my experience, you could leave your bike anywhere you wanted and it was fine. I mean, Iowa City is a little bigger than that. Like you probably can't actually do that in Iowa City. But Grinnell is in how big It's of a, a very town small town. In it's the town, town of Grinnell. And when you were looking at colleges, you were like, I just want to go well, to the smallest town. When I was looking at colleges, <laughs> I hadn't lived in the country since I was a freshman in high school. So I was like, where can I go? This is the stupidest, most privileged thing in the world. So I'm just going to say like right in the middle. Mm -hmm. So I put Grinnell on my common application form and I got in. So I went to Grinnell. Picking colleges, I mean, how do you do it? I didn't know what my major was going to be or I couldn't go by like what this school specializes in what. And I ended up going to the University of Minnesota because I wanted to live in Minneapolis because I was from a small town. And I just wanted to be in the city. So I like went right into the city. And I liked some bands that were from Minneapolis. And I feel like other people, like a friend of mine went to NYU because he was really into the show Felicity. But that's as good a reason as any. Because if you're not going to an Ivy League school or really prestigious well, school. Grinnell well, Grinnell is the Ivy? Harvard of the Midwest. Yeah. I'm, as I, my I grandfather no told doubt. everyone. It's not Carleton. No. <laughs> Oh, okay. Excuse me. Is there me. a rivalry? Yes. Between Carlton and Grinnell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if you're not going to a prestigious college, then how do you pick? Okay, again, I'm from Connecticut, so most of my family yeah. thought I was either in Wisconsin or Idaho. Uh-huh, yeah. So when Jessa was like, how come you're not in Idaho? I was like, yeah, that's that's about right. So like I said, every, my grandfather, anytime anybody asked me where I went to college, as soon as I said Grinnell, he'd be like, Harvard of the Midwest, like that. Okay. Well, I like anything Which is not, of the, it's anything like blank of the blank is yeah. funny. Like they kept saying on, because I watched a little bit of the show that you like um, the Mindy Kaling show. Never oh, have I, I ever. I love it. Don't you love it too? Yeah, I do. I watched one season and I, I don't know when I'm going to get back to it, but the guy for the arranged marriage had that crystal beaver and they kept saying the engineer of the animal world or something like <laughs> the blank of the blank. I like those kind of comparisons. Did you know Ely is the uptown of the north? <laughs> like the uptown Minneapolis? Yeah. Ely. Yeah, I oh, had Ely's a friend. the uptown of the north. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I, I get it. They from... have the Mukluk store. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. I had a friend from work who got a job up at Iron World in Hibbing, and I had to do some work up on the range when I was at the Historical Society. And so I had a beer with him one night and he was like, Ely, it's the uptown of the north. Okay. I have an assignment for anyone. If you'd like to go to our Facebook page, Facebook still exists. You can use it. We get some Sign likes up. on our group. Do we? Like from like three people. From me. <laughs> you and me and Nadine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Craig sometimes. I don't know how to invite. Since I didn't create the page, can I invite people to like yeah. it? I think so. I um, think you're a co-admin. Oh, I am a co-admin? Oh, thanks. I, I think so. <laughs> I can make you one. You could go on our Facebook page, which is called Designated Driver, and put like your best, the blank of the blank, like the Harvard of the Midwest or the engineer of the animal kingdom. Or the uptown of the north. Uptown, of, yeah. Put it on there. It's fun. It's a fun assignment. So 
they're in Iowa. Hannah's in Iowa. That's my Iowa story that I wanted to tell you, the story about Stumpy. And then there's the little, I mentioned this before, when when her dad goes to Minneapolis and is like, yeah. I'll drive to there for dinner, <laughs> even though that's a five-hour drive. That is really funny. But they, they know nothing about the Midwest. No. And they should get on that. Yeah, I know. I went <laughs> to bed last night. I'm not going to give them a pass this time. Yeah, I was thinking about that when I went to bed last night, and what I was thinking was... They must have been like, we just have to find a way that Hannah's dad is in Iowa, but only for a little while. Yeah. And I was thinking of other scenarios. He could have where been that could in be Des Moines. True. That was my, so my first thought was he's like checking out a supplier in Des Moines Yeah, or but they'd say like Des Moines. Maybe. But then my other thought was like, maybe, they, or she has a, yeah, but Chicago's a long way from Iowa too. That's also, yeah. But my, then my other thought was like, maybe she has like a distant family member who he's he's like helping to move or like he's on a road trip with I don't know his friends or something like there are so many other ways that he could be going through town that really annoyed me yeah that's annoying no pass no pass get no pass New Yorkers anymore the passes have all been given out about not knowing anything about the Midwest and then should we jump to when she quits school and then moves back? So we yeah. get Adam Driver yep. back into the mix yep. here. So she's surprised, moves back. I guess she didn't tell him. She just shows right. up at the apartment. So she's like kind of an ass in her workshop. Everyone's kind of judgy. It's this very like select group of workshoppy people. They don't really like her work. They're a little mean to her. But she, like, is a giant asshole to them. The and, worst. Oh, yeah. my God. And there is one person who's, like, their golden boy, and his name is D. August. And that made me <laughs> laugh, too. So my stepdad's name is John David Hargreaves. But he just goes by David. He doesn't go by J. J. David. So L- I don't understand yeah, why you so, can't. Why well, can't you just go by? It sounds so affected to me to have a first initial if you were going to do this iowa writers workshop thing to your name you'd be a what's your middle name (laughs) i don't even know it's okay it sounds like a wrestling hold so it's my mother's maiden name (laughs) then i would be a mulkey my friends in college m-u-l-k-e-y my friends in college some of them used to call me muzz chuck because we were talking about middle names once and it mulky sounds so now are you our worried joke, about identity theft because that's your mother maiden name or just like the hackers have all the info by now i don't know okay yeah maybe mulky. i should now that you brought it up i'm concerned but a mulky mom if you're listening we play this game sometimes chet and i where i pretend chet and i are wrestling and that chet can't escape the mulky hold <laughs> and it's like my brutal grip yeah, so that's what it's mon- it sounds like a wrestling move. So it's, yeah, it's not a wrestling move. It sounds like one. Right. So if what if is I a wrestling was, move? What's the name? Oh, the like a half Heimlich? Nelson. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not wrestling. That's first aid. Yeah. Okay. Half Nelson. Right. Full Nelson. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only one I know. But Minnesotans are really into wrestling. My dad was like, I think a wrestling coach for a while. So I pretend that it's a wrestling move, and it sounds effect. What would you be? L. Mary. L. Mary. Or it, E. Mary because of Elizabeth. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's L. true. L. Mary, almost on Spanish. E. Mary. But I have two middle names now, and I wish people would call me L. M. M. Thompson. Yeah, like it's ridiculous. Or like E. M. Forster. E. M. But don't you feel like George R. R. Martin 
People probably just call him George, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're back to Hannah. Yeah, so that guy's named D. August. I wasn't into it. Okay, yeah. So Hannah's like, I'm done with this. It was a gag. It was a name gag Mm -hmm. to make fun of him. She leaves. I wonder if Lena Dunham's partner, Jenny Connor, went to grad school and that's where. Somebody on their writing team did go. I looked it up. So they could have reported on this. And there is a lot of stuff about how the Iowa Writers Workshop didn't want their to film in Iowa for real. But I did a little bit of research and one of their PR people said that, in fact, it's because it would be really disruptive on campus for them to be filming there, which is reasonable, I think. That's not wrong. So Hannah shows up. I'm sure she's going to be like, Adam, I missed you. Hey. But then he's already living there with a new girlfriend. And yes. like one wall is gone. Mimi Rose Howard. Mimi Rose Howard. Played by, I do like this actress. You know Jillian. She's on a lot of stuff. Yeah. I think it's Jillian Jacobs. Also went to Juilliard. Oh, back to Iowa. We just can't get out of Iowa. Maybe this is just going to be. Yeah. It's Jillian Jacobs is the name of the actress who plays Mimi Rose. But and anyway. she's in Community and mm-hmm. Love. I totally forgot that she was in this. Or like I. I did too. Was like, oh, she's in that. Back to to Iowa. What was I going to say? Were you thinking about the greatest song about Iowa? No. The Iowa song? Wait, hang on. It's by... Okay, this is going way back, but I'm old. So So this song came out when I was at Grinnell, and this woman actually played when I was at Grinnell, and people got so excited. Her big hit... Oh, Dar Williams... Yeah, I know. I'm familiar. Do you know the Iowa song? I don't know. Whoa, 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 whoa. Maybe we'll listen to it later. Okay. Maybe you told... I'm thinking you told Maybe, me about it. Maybe, because I like to talk about it. And then there's another song that I really like that's about Iowa, and it's by Eleni Mandel, which is also very good, called Iowa City. It's actually, I think, a cover I, of I, a real country song. I think there's a chance we've actually brought this up on the podcast. Maybe, because I like to talk about it. Okay. So Jillian Jacobs it's is like the, the thing with the Apple TV. <laughs> it's got to be Those a are our weekly feature. The problems <laughs> with the Apple TV yeah. remote. Yep. There are just so many. We could probably have I a whole I think you should probably get a new TV. Wow, that's weird that you said that. My family members really want a new TV because my TV is more than 12 years old. Yeah, it's time. And I'm like, but it's fine. But sometimes I watch things and it looks really like foggy. I think, I think it might it be can't time. show everything. It's not my top priority, but that's frustrating to my family members. They want a bigger TV. I'm like, as long as it doesn't go on the wall, because hmm. <laughs> I want it want it to be below my sight line. Because if it's not, what might that do to my sleep architecture? It wouldn't affect it because I don't watch TV at night. <laughs> I don't understand this reasoning, but I'm sure Never there mind. is some. It's not making any sense right now. Okay, back to Iowa, or are we moving so, on? Mimi, M R H. She goes. She goes by initials. She Jessa does? calls her Mimi Rose. Yeah, Mimi Rose Howard. Jessa was like, we've come to find out that she's Jessa's friend, and she's like, oh yeah, I knew M R H was blah 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 single, and it turned out in like showing how uh, much of a terrible, horrible person she is. She set them yes. up because to she date. wanted to date Ace. Mimi Rose's ex, played by Zachary Quinto. He's so cute. Yeah. So, I mean, this is unforgivable. Like, you could never be friends after that, not to mention what comes later. Jessa, she's so yucky as a character. They're all yucky. 
I know. And like, I mean, Marnie, she's so annoying and yucky always. But I do want to say Allison Williams, though. I am a big fan of her. Really? Because of Get Out. Have you that's, seen Get Out? Yeah, but that's why you're a big fan of her? <laughs> yeah, she was really good in that. And she hasn't really been in anything since. Yeah, because she was playing like a version of Marnie. But it really showed how evil it was. It was yes. weaponized. It was just like explicit where Marnie's kind of, it's implicit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, with all the dishing on Marnie, I just wanted to make that clear at one point in our girls' episodes. So anyway, they're living together. Adam never bothered to break up with Hannah. Yes. So you're like, Adam, that sucks. Yes, and there's a lot of really tender moments. Hannah is understandably devastated when she gets there. And she takes over her old bedroom, and then she finds out that they've knocked the wall out. Mimi Rose leaves. Adam tries to talk to her, but instead a parade of her friends come through. But all of the friends basically say, you got to get over it. Like Jessa says it. She says the heart wants what the heart wants, which is stupid. But then finally Marnie shows uh, up. Yeah, that's what Woody Allen says. But then finally Marnie shows up. And Marnie says, I have to say something to you, but you're not going to like it. And this is what it is. You need to move on. Like you left Adam for two years. You left it unclear what was going on. He moved on. It sucks. But that's what happened. And that's kind of what Jessica says, too. She's like, in our AA meetings, he's really happy and he's opened up a lot. Are you supposed to to talk about AA meeting? Well, she no. Well, then Hannah says, okay. "Like, tell me what he said," and she's oh. like, "I can't tell you. That's not how." So she's, it's fine. Okay. Hannah's not ready to listen, but then she finally is, and she leaves. But as she's leaving, she's burned her hand, and Adam is making bacon, and Adam is helping her fix it, and they have this really tender scene where he basically says going back to the like he's awake and doesn't say goodbye thing where he's like I loved you and there were times in my life where I couldn't imagine being with anyone else but we've been through all these different situations and I didn't have any new approaches to our relationship so it was kind of a relief when you left I'm sorry this happened so quickly but that's how things happen and I need to see how this opens up and but he does it in this very tender way and it's really touching and while he's doing it you know he's taking he's like fixing her hand and then off she goes to the storage unit where he's put all of her stuff well he's a good caretaker he's, he's, a he's really kind of good nurturing caretaker. yeah yeah it's really tender yeah, I and forgot about that and touching and they have a moment of closure and obviously it's not over but it's really good and then Hannah decides she's going to be a teacher. And I thought that was a funny scene when, like, all the friends are together in a bar or something. Yeah, they're eating like, brunch. brunch. It's very sex in the city. And that's what I think, like, that show should have had a lot more of, just, like, fun conversations at brunch. And Elijah's like, yeah, they say if you can't do, teach. And you can't do, you can't be a writer, so teach. And, you know, it's funnier in the mm-hmm. show. But I like that scene. Yeah. Like, a, a scene that builds up like how they could actually be friends instead of like how they're just the worst people ever yeah. and so she becomes a teacher at this like private school this guy who the actor jake lacy i know i he's like in him. everything too i yeah. like him too he's yeah he's in, he's white, in lotus. white lotus there's a new hbo show that 
called Friends of the Family or something that where he's sort of like frat boy. He he says I read part of an interview where his like looks are weaponized in some kind of dark way, which is kind of similar to the. There's a little bit of Ben Affleck in him, you know, when I look at him. But he's also in Fosse Verdon. Yes, yes. And he was in Madman, too. He was in the last season of Madman. Madman. Oh, who was he? I don't know. I just saw that on Wikipedia. He's cute. I like him. There's something about his mouth that I kind of like. Yeah, and he's really good at playing an uptight guy. Yes, absolutely. And that's what he's like in Girls. I just have to share a personal thing because... Okay, I already shared my Iowa memories with you. It does really annoy the shit out of me that Hannah's like, I'm going to be a teacher. And then, like, the next day she's Boom, a teacher. She's a teacher. Yeah. Well, and all the kids, teachers, like... They will take anyone, from my experience. I know, but all the kids, like, quietly sit and listen to her while oh, she's talking yeah. about Oedipus yeah, Rex. Yeah. And I was like, as you know, I studied to be a teacher... I have a master's degree in social education. I just let my teaching license expire. Teaching's really, really, really hard. That's right. You can't just pop in <laughs> and there and like really blah, blah, blah. pisses me off that she's just like do to do. I'm gonna like do this awesome lecture on Oedipus Rex, and all these kids are gonna listen to me, and like we're gonna have this fun relationship because that is not what happens in high school. And then like after the Absolutely. first day, she yeah. goes out for a drink with Fran and they like stay up all night. And I remember when I was teaching, I was in bed at like nine o'clock because you have to get up at the crack of dawn and you were on all day. Absolutely. They make teaching look way too easy. Oh, my like, God. You can it just made step me just, in just like, uh, and be yourself. Yeah. Filming it, like showing it for five minutes, like being charming in a classroom versus like an entire day of assignments and yeah she's like really successful as a teacher like right away I think there's definitely a talent to being a teacher and some people might have it you know like if you're yeah but you can't walk into a classroom and manage a classroom of high school students in like 30 seconds especially like rich kids are so good at like playing the school game and getting around you like I just oh it just made me so mad that's all. Yeah. My mom trains student teachers, too. So, yeah, that's like her something she Good still for does. Her. Yeah. She was a teacher for a lot of years. Totally agree with that. We are introduced to Maude Apatow, Apatow Judd's daughter, who I think she's in like Euphoria she's now. She's Yeah. She's famous. I mean, she was already. Thanks to nepotism. Thanks to nepotism. But also, she's cute. She's she, fine. Yeah. She's cute in this. I think she really did get that piercing under her tongue, do you think? Okay, that's where I stopped watching. Oh. I paused it right when they were going to get their frenulum piercings. Oh, spoiler, that was major. But but tell me what happens, because I've seen them all anyway. Well, there's not much more to it, and there's no Adam Driver. Well, she gets it first, the high school girl that Hannah kind of has an inappropriate friendship with. And then Hannah's like, um, no, I'm not doing that. And she's like, you said you would. She's like, this is a great lesson to learn. You can change your mind, which I, I agree with that. You can change yeah, your mind. Yeah, that's shitty that she had the 14-year-old go first, though. Yeah, it is. I mean, but that lesson is true. So, okay, let's talk about Adam Driver's, yes. Adam Sackler's relationship with Mimi Rose. Yes. So Mimi is like this weird person who does TED Talks, and she's kind of, they say she's like, a sculptor. She has a BFA from Pratt, they find out. Okay. And she's kind of, she acts sort of like a robot or like she's, I guess, less emotional than they would she expect like, a quote, woman to be. She like, doesn't need people. Yeah. Kind of Asperger 
they mentioned that or something. Like Just that she's... she really wants to focus on her art and she doesn't want anything to divide her focus from her art. She's not needy. She's like, no. She's not needy. And that really throws Adam for a loop because mm-hmm. that's what he does is mm-hmm. kind of take care of his girlfriends. And there's this scene that like melts your heart right after he leaves Hannah. He decides to move out. He gives her the apartment. Elijah moves back in. And he moves in with Mimi Rose, and she has this great apartment with this, like, raised bed. And you see him waking up, and she's still asleep, Mm. and he, like, tucks her in and gives her a kiss. And then he makes her breakfast. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, nurturing Adam stuff in this. He's really nice. And Mimi Rose is, like, the bad one. There's this weird thing. Abortion comes up in a really weird way. She reveals that she didn't want to go out or... He's trying to get her to go for a run with him. And she's like, well, I had an abortion today. And I guess like it was his baby. And I can't run. But they'd only been together for like six weeks or seven weeks. So I guess they got pregnant the first time they had sex, which was on their first date. And then she found out and had an abortion and then didn't tell him. But then he was mad. And I just was not into this. No, he gets really, really mad. And he's like. This abortion thing. I mean, it does not happen that fast. I guess it could, but... They've been together for seven weeks. I think it could. If you had sex, like... The first time you met. (laughs) No, like, not even, because you would... Okay, okay, two weeks later. Yeah, so maybe... And then you're like, oh, I didn't get my period. Maybe she's one of those people who has a really regular period. It seems like she knows... Well, but you have to ovulate. Okay, say you meet. Say you have sex one week later when you ovulate. So then two weeks later, you don't get your period, but you can't test for pregnancy for another two weeks. And then you find out you're pregnant and then bam, you get an appointment right away. So I guess if you like maximum efficiency, you could do that. She does seem very efficient. She does. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't have any emotional. It's kind of interesting. She's just like, oh, bam, I had an abortion. Like there's no like, oh, my God, is this a big mistake? Which I appreciate that. Yeah, and there's a part where he's like, I just don't understand how you could do this without talking to me. And she's like, yeah, you don't understand. Yeah, it's my deal. Yeah. It's interesting. And I was... Do they need to know? No. She was like, we've been together for seven weeks. What do you think is going to happen? And he like is like, well, my parents got married after dating for a week, blah, blah, blah. And he gets all like indignant. And so then she leaves and he starts picking up all of his stuff And she comes back as he's like leaving and they have this kind of heart to heart. And she talks about how much she loves it when he tucks her in and kisses her in the morning, but that she doesn't need him. And he like can't fathom it. But she her whole thing is like, it's actually more pure that way because I don't need you. I want you on the other side of the door when I get home. Like you can see his wheels turning and then the next scene you see him waking up next to her. So it looks like he moved back in. But he's really struggling with it, especially because, yeah, Hannah is so needy. Yes. And she doesn't need him at all. But overall, I find there, I remember reacting to the relationship as it was really annoying to me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Completely agree. If I met Mimi Rose in real life, I wouldn't like her. There was like an art opening it was ridiculous. <laughs> that was pretty obnoxious. And and then Hannah decides to bring Fran, that's Jake Lacey, the, mm-hmm. the teacher, to it. And Adam's like, what the fuck are you doing here with a new boyfriend, with my new girlfriend? Yeah. So, like, his sense of boundaries was 
thrown and she's like what we're you know everything's fine we're <laughs> like, fine what am i supposed to stay home yeah we're all part of the same friend group now and then mimi rose invites her to the after party and for whatever reason mimi rose and hannah end up in one cab and then adam is in a cab with ace zachary quinto who's mimi rose's ex and there are all these little interactions between them so Hannah and Mimi Rose end up getting in a car accident in the cab and having all these heart to hearts. And then they're like sort of friends by the time they get to the after party. And in the meantime, Adam's had this horrible ride with Ace where he's finding out that Ace just is waiting for them to break up so he can get back together with Mimi Rose. And so he gets there and he's totally rattled. And then Hannah goes over to talk to him and she's like, you know what? You're right. I like Mimi Rose. I'm going to leave before I mess anything else up. And she leaves. And Adam is like thinking about that. And that's kind of where we leave him, at least in the episodes that I watched. So this is the season where Hannah's dad comes out as gay. Yep. Did you see that mm-hmm. as part of it? Okay. So that's a big thing of this season yeah. too, which Adam Driver is not really a part of that. To me, it's too much. I don't know. It's just not a plot that I'm that interested in seeing again. I feel like it's been done a lot. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, oh, my dad is gay. Not a problem about being gay, but just the betrayal of pretending not to be. But then you can understand why someone would pretend not to be because of discrimination and stuff. But that's a whole thing. I think it's because you don't like Hannah's mom. I don't. Yeah. Uh -uh. I do like Hannah's mom. Maybe we should just kind of talk a little bit more about the things that we see in Adam Sackler. Or if you want to talk about the last few episodes, I think I like had two and a half episodes left. I can't remember. I'd have to look at the synopsis. We can talk about them next time. Is there anything other Adam Driver stuff for this I think we just see a lot of his physicality, especially when he... When Hannah locks herself in their room and Adam is kind of like traumatized and like he does this one motion where Mimi Rose is trying to think of different solutions to the situation they're in. And he does like a a rocket going, I can't whistle, but like going up and then going, (laughs) you know, that's really good. And there are some other moments when there's one where he's so big and he picks up Mimi Rose and she just kind of like swings around like a little rag doll. And then when he's fixing Hannah's hand and then he lets her out and he closes the door to the apartment and he's kind of leaning against the door and he's so big, like he's almost as big as the door. There's some really good physical things. Is anything happening with his acting career? We don't see anything happening with his acting. Oh, but we do see the depression commercial in the first episode. Yes, where that, I love that depression I know. commercial. Tropica <laughs> or like. That'd be a funny thing to look up on YouTube. It's probably on there. Oh, I did. Think? Yeah, oh, it's, it's on, on there. there so yeah, I'll post it, when, it. Whenever you want. Yeah. Yeah. And totally Hannah's funny. trying to help him just be like a job is a job and it's good income, but he's horrified. It's really funny where he's. Yeah, I think we've talked about it before. But yeah, plenty of physicality. There's also this scene after his, an AA meeting with Jessa. Yes, yes, that's exactly what I was thinking of Okay, do you want to set it up? So they go to an AA meeting and then Jessa, they're together. They're just leaving the AA meeting together and they're talking about her sober birthday, sobriety birthday and what she's going to do. And then she has to pee or something and Mm -hmm. like pees between the cars Mm -hmm. and then the cops show up. 
they're gonna give her a ticket. Adam is like, she's like, no, no, I'm not going to take this. And she tries to give them the ticket back. And they're like, don't do that. Like, you're going to get a bigger fine if you do that. And she's like, too bad. And she like gives it back. And I think she even hits one of them or something. So then they start to handcuff her. And she's like, ow, that hurts. And then Adam gets in there because he's the protector. Because he has to save the damsel in distress. Mm -hmm. So they have this altercation with the police. And then afterwards... He's like, you know, and this was the correct instinct, you know, just like, I can't do this drama. Yep. You're, I'm not going to do this. I'm like, you know, yeah, get out of there. there. Yeah. She's such an asshole. But then she manipulates him or she's like, she's like, I do need to she's be She's like, friend. but I need you as a friend. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, okay. So then they're like going to stay friends. Kind of. Like you don't really see them hanging out much anymore, except for the part where she tells him that she fixed up Mimi Rose with him because she wants to be with Ace. If they're in AA meetings together, I mean, that's like the most personal things that you're going to find out about the person. So that Hannah must have been pretty bummed to be left out, like that Jess is finding out about the, you know, most personal details of Adam's life. And she has no idea about any of it. So I read a couple articles about when I was looking up to just read the synopsis of Girl season four. And there was one article from Slate, I think, that was pro season four, or like the first five episodes is obviously all the screeners they got. And the second was from Vanity Fair. It hated it. It's like the show has lost their way. They don't know what they're doing anymore. And the other pro article was like, oh, it's kind of interesting. They're doing other things. I don't know. What do you think? Well, like I said, I've got two episodes left. The last episode is the one where Caroline has Laird's baby. Oh, yeah. And I guess Mm -hmm. they have to carry her to the hospital. It's said in the synopsis that Adam and Hannah have a moment. Oh, yes. Yes, they do. I can say what it is if we want to kind of tie this episode and not have to like leak season four into another (laughs) podcast episode. Caroline is wanting to have a home birth, but the baby's not coming out. And so they carry her to the hospital. Can't remember if she had a C-section or what, but there's the beautiful baby, like in a, not in an incubator, in a... A bassinet. Little, yeah, rolling bassinet. They're talking about the baby and having a sweet moment. And Adam's like, I miss you. And he always says it in a certain way, like he says it just very matter-of-factly. But then Hannah's kind of like, I can't. Like then they both get tears in their eyes and Hannah rejects him like he wants to get back together because I think things yeah have have pretty much ended with Mimi so yeah one of a bunch of times when Adam kind of comes back to Hannah and says I miss you and then but they kind of can't there's just too many hurt feelings there I think that Hannah can't do it that's what I remember I liked season four for the most part we didn't even talk about Ray and Shoshana, and I felt like their arc was really sweet. Being like friends. Being friends, mm-hmm. yeah. We also find out that her parents' names are Mel and Mel, which I thought was really funny. Shoshana's. Yeah, they're both <laughs> named Mel. Yeah, that can and happen. I guess so. And then Ray really comes into his own because he like channels his anger into change, which is what we all should be doing. Into local politics. Yeah. Yeah. And Shoshana helps him. Yeah, Shoshana's good in this season, and she has, like, a lot of bad job interviews and stuff, which I appreciate. 
watching. And at the very end, she gets the job offer to go to Japan. Which is perfect for her. Yeah. And I love the whole in season five, the stuff with her in, in Japan. And her boss is A.D. Bryant. Yes. And she's really good at yes. it. And also, she dates Jason Ritter, who's another person that just pops into like everything I watch now. What else is he in? He was in Candy. And he was in Gilmore Girls. Oh, is Candy old? What is it? No, I think I've told you about it. It was like a short, it's like a five or six episode series on Hulu about this woman who killed another woman who was in Texas. Okay. Say no more. I'll try to watch it. I like that. It's good. It's short. And Jessica Biel plays Candy and JT has a cameo as well. Oh, does she have a candy store? No, her name is Candy. Okay. Yeah, I'll check it out. I've been sort of into checking, uh, wanting mm-hmm. to watch things on Hulu. I do Hulu too. Hulu is the one right now that's I the agree. streaming service that is shining. What do you think about this for like a conspiracy theory that if anyone invented COVID in a lab, it was Disney so they could make Disney Plus. Isn't that a coincidence that Disney Plus came out right when the pandemic happened? We have been enjoying She-Hulk on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> I watched a couple She-Hulks, and then the girls watched more of She-Hulk. But it's distracting to me that when she's She-Hulk, it's obviously like green screen stuff. Like, things look weird. Yeah, her she's movements moving look a, too smooth. She's moving a couch. or You know, it's yeah. just like fake looking. I know. I, I want like to see more of her. I want to see more of her as just Jen. Yeah, they should have a show. The next one can be called Just Jen. But Hulu has Only Murders, The Bear. And I watched a couple episodes of Reboot. Which yeah, I, me too. I don't know if I'll keep watching it. Same. I, li- I feel the I like same. The, I like the premise. But same. It was like kind of funny, but also kind of not funny, where like a lot of jokes. The lady, her name, the actor's name is Judy or something. She looks like Anne Heche. Oh, Judy right? Greer. Yeah. It's like a lot about her age. But actually, I can tie this into something. So there was an episode where they gave her a Spanx to wear and the costume designer or something. She's like, no one over 40 is raw dogging it. Well, anyway, many years ago, I bought some Spanx, like uh, their underwear and they go over your belly. But I didn't think they worked because I have a pair. I thought they just make my belly look firmer. So it looked even more pregnant. Well, anyway, fast forward, things have changed in that region, and I tried the Spanx again for this wedding that I went to, and I really liked it. I mean, I felt like I was getting bruised trying to put it on, and I hate it when clothes are painful to put on, but once I had it on, there were a few moments where I was like, can I breathe? Like, I wasn't sure if I could breathe right. But it was pretty comfortable, and I felt like I had the support I needed. Yes. It was like a bra for my belly. And I'll just say, I had twins, and I carried them for 40 weeks. So that does a lot to that region. I liked it. I'm a huge fan of shapewear. Is there any you can get that doesn't hurt when you put it on? Like, what about the Kardashian stuff? Well, it's I their brand. I don't know. I've tried a lot of different kinds, and I really like the kind that almost hurts to put on. I want Spanx, to feel some pain. I have some work. other ones that I don't know where they come from, but I really like them. I have so many different kinds. I buy them all the time. Love it. <laughs> if you've seen You're... Steel Magnolias, have you ever seen that? The movie? Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, there's one scene there where um, it's a I think it's, it's Dolly Parton. Yeah, I think okay. Dolly Parton. I think they're in the, you know how they're always in the salon. Maybe it's Olympia Dukakis. One of them is like, I haven't gone out without a girl since I was 40. And that's how I feel, too. I'm like, yeah. more shapewear for me, 40. please. I read like a biography about Marlena Dietrich written by her daughter. She was a terrible mother, so it was a real tell-all. She was very into foundations. The garment itself looks so funny. It's like a pair of underwear and then just like this. It looks so small, but then it really expands. Mm -hmm. And my body felt like it did when it was younger. Same. But before it was like muscles or whatever is in your body when you're younger that's like holding you together. And before you've had kids and gotten it all blown out. Like yeah. your body used to do that. But now it was like this garment doing it. Yep. It just felt it's like tighter. An just like so skeleton. And I was like, how am I going to go to the bathroom? Like, get this off and on. But once but you get it, it up, you can. I mean, I think it's the getting it over your hips part that is hard. Yeah, but then the when you thighs. just have to go to the yeah. bathroom, it, it's okay. It's not too bad. It worked. It was pretty functional. I And am, I liked how it felt. I love it. I think yeah. it's great. Sometimes, well, I mean, your belly always looks really skinny to me. You have well, a shapewear on all the time? No, I, I'm wearing Beta brand pants right now, but they have some Lycra in them that kind of holds Gives everything you. in there. And I like it. I'm a big I fan. I kind of think this is a good thing. It's not like a tool of oppression. No. Well, I mean, if you wanted to hang out, that's totally fine. That's great. I want to. It kind of yes. felt better to have I it. I like in. it. I feel more secure. I feel like it might be good for my back. I don't know. Yeah. I, so when I worked at Colonial Williamsburg, people <laughs> always used to talk about I love about, it when this gets worked in. Yeah. yeah. I've got to talk about it all the time. But it's your Apple remote. It's my Apple remote. <laughs> When I worked at Colonial Williamsburg, people always asked about corsets. So I first of all want to say that in the 18th century, people didn't wear corsets. They wore stays. So corsets are a different garment than a stay. But actually, both of them were designed as foundation garments. So you would wear them because they give your body the form Posture. and the structure mm -hmm. to wear a heavy gown, you know? And so... It's not just about shaping your waist into something, but it's also about giving support to your body when you're putting on all these clothes. And I feel like that's not a bad thing. When I got married, I my, love a foundation garment. My dress had like a corset in the back where you tied it. It was great because like I got married the year after I had the girls and actually I was skinnier because I was breastfeeding so totally. much. It was forgiving mm -hmm. because it was adjustable. Mm -hmm. You just tied it as tight as your yeah. body was. And it supports your body. It and supports I, your frame. Yeah. I, what I always said was my dress was in the shape of a beautiful woman. And then I just stepped into it. And then it looked like that. Zoop. <laughs> I know. And then didn't you feel like your boobs were like on a tray and you were walking around? Yeah. That was my when my I worked. My nursing boobs were on a tray. Yeah check my nursing boobs out <laughs> i always felt that way at colonial williamsburg it was like this culture shock that i had where like i can't like there was cleavage everywhere and oh, i didn't want to i went stare. to the renaissance festival yeah yeah Same. it's very cleavage forward yeah and i think that women get a weird kick out of that and that kind of grosses me out but the women wearing it mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean if you want that kind of attention yeah you know you're gonna get it 
I can't not look at cleavage. I'm like, I can't oh. either. I'm so no. distracted by it. After I worked at Colonial Williamsburg for a while, so I got Colonial used to it. Colonial Williamsburg was also very cleavage forward. Yeah. Okay. Because in the 18th century, the fashions of the day. Yeah. Because your stay is like, zoop, like that. No over-the-shoulder so boulder stay, holders. What is what is a stay then? So this how does it work? A stays are like a corset. A corset is, is a more bone? restrictive garment. Okay. Yeah, but it's basically the same. It's just a less restrictive garment, but it has the same function. So it's mid bodice area and it's laced up. A lot of stays though would lace up in the front instead of the back, like a so corset. You can do it yourself. Mm-hmm. And then you wear your shift underneath. Everyone at Colonial Williamsburg would say is it helps you stay straight. So it gives support to your back and your midsection. And then that becomes the foundation for everything else that you put on. Well, do you know what a waist trainer is? Is that like the thing that women wear after they have a baby that holds everything in? I think I partly know, but I'm partly asking because Kim Kardashian does a lot of shapewear stuff or like the Kardashians which I have never watched their show but they come up you just have knowledge and I'm curious about this waist trainer I'm like what does it mean is it a person that gives you exercises or is it something you wear and I think I figured out without like googling it because I'm sure the answer is right there but it's like a course that you wear during your workout and they think that it makes your waist skinnier it's probably just the workout that is yeah. doing it. I don't know. Um, that maybe sounds so, like maybe a questionable medical device to me. Yeah, I'm sure it's just to make billions of dollars. And did you know that Kim Kardashian, she's in trouble with the SEC because she promoted like a cryptocurrency thing on Instagram and didn't say she, they were paying her money, but they were paying her $250,000 to like Whoa. mention something on Instagram. Anyway, they make so much money. I don't understand anything about those people. Well, we know Kim. She's beautiful. And she mm -hmm. seems like she has a really skinny waist. Mm-hmm. Because of a waist trainer, you think? <laughs> Maybe. I'm sure you could get any surgery you want to. Posh Spice got two ribs removed and a tummy tuck after she had her babies. After a C-section, like mm -hmm. the same surgery? Yeah. Ribs removed. This is not an urban myth. No, you can have a rib. I think so. You have a rib removed and a tummy tuck right after you have a C-section. You do the whole thing. Zip, zip, zip. I mean, this is questionable medical stuff that like celebrities can get yeah. because they, any kind of and doctor, then you wear they a waist can pay trainer. for anything. Yeah. Is, isn't, is a waist trainer maybe <laughs> what Andy Warhol had to wear after well, he got Well, he just had to wear a girdle. He had all kinds of back problems. So why did he have to wear it? Be I mean, because he got shot, but then he always had to wear it. Everything got messed up, but he was messed up before. He had really he had back problems his whole life. Oh, okay. We both I watched the documentary about oh, him. Yeah, I love him. He's so talented. He's my favorite graphic designer. I know. I I don't. I think you and know. Artists. Sometimes when people me ask sad. me who my favorite artist is, I feel like it's such a cliche to say Andy Warhol, but it truly is. Yeah, I, I think love it is him. Too. Mm -hmm. And I've spent a lot of time with him in my head. And he had a girdle. Mm -hmm. All right. On that note, should we give should we give Girls season four a rating? How many combs from what you've seen? I don't. I feel like I'm becoming an easy A here in my old age, but I'm going to give it five combs. I'm definitely not going to give it five combs. I'll give it three combs. Okay. To me, girls is kind of sinking down, going down. I hate Desi and I hate Marnie and they can go away. Yeah. I love Shoshana and Ray. 
I think Adam Driver has some really great moments in this one. And obviously the Iowa part I love. And then there's Jessa. Uh, yeah. Which is terrible. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. This is a long one. Um, Meandering. Just, we had to, you know, we had to catch up. We're going to get there. And we're going to get to White Noise. If you're listening, Adam Driver, send us a screener already. Yeah, right? We need one. We need some stuff. I need a t-shirt. Should we make t-shirts? Oh, yeah. You really wanted to make t-shirts at the fair. We can do it. Maybe. <gasps> oh, screen made. guess what? 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 When I go to Nashville, Hatch Print is having a block party and you can pay $60 and silkscreen your own shirt with the people from Hatch Print. And maybe I'll do an Adam Driver one. Oh, cool. Do you need a file or? Stay tuned. What is, I've got to look what into is that. Catch print? You know, it's that thing. It's really, so if you go to Nashville, you either go to the Country Music Hall of Fame or, and, or you go to Hatch Print. It's on Broadway, like the main. Have you never been to Nashville? You should go. Yeah, I've just driven through it. It's on Broadway, which is like the main road in town. And it's this old school print shop where they make posters and albums and it's really famous. And now the Country Music Hall of Fame owns it. And they're having a block party while I'm there. And you, and you can, can have a t-shirt your own made? t-shirt. Yeah. Okay. Tell me what you'll need. I'll get, I'm on it. I'll get you any. Do you need a file? Do you need a picture? I, ha- I don't know I yet. I don't understand I've got to look how into they it. can do I'll it. I'll send you the link. Okay. That sounds cool. Yeah. Nashville trip. That sounds really fun. When mm, are you leaving? So excited. November 9th. I thought it was going to be like right away. Maybe but... we'll see white noise before then. Uh-uh. I hope so. Adam Driver. We're talking to you. <laughs> All right. Have a great Sunday and any day you listen. All right. Bye-bye.